guys. Hello. Hey. Welcome to this week's episode of the 13th Floor Podcast. I'm Stacey. I'm Alex. I'm James. Oh, that was kind of devious sounding, James. It was a little bit scary. <laughs> I thought it was sensual. Oh, was, gosh. Was, no, no, no. Not again. Not this week. Um, James, what have you been up to? What's been happening in the world of uh, Leo? This and that. Um, thought uh, Severus was going to die the other day. What? I, uh, this is really weird. I had a dream that all my creatures molted and they were all huge, like dog-sized. And when I woke up, I was like, oh, man, something's wrong with one of them. Like, I wouldn't have a dream like that if something wasn't wrong. So I run down to see him, and uh, Severus is dying in the corner. And I was like, oh, snap. Oh, snap. So I think, well, what's changed lately? Like, what, what's different? And I realized, like, you know, it's been crazy dry here. Like, in, like the humidity's been ridiculous. Um, and I thought, I bet you the humidity's gotten just too low. So I wetted the substrate thoroughly, and about an hour later, she was back to normal. Wow, James, look at you, little little bug investigator. Yeah, scorpion doctor. Uh, you know, in some people, in some circles, they say that what you dream actually happened in another universe. So mm-hmm. maybe in another universe, James, you have some giant creatures. Yeah, hopefully they take over the world. Oh my gosh, Or they've eaten you. Yeah. James, would be <laughs> okay with that? I guess, like... He's like, I will leave, live on in my insects. <laughs> Maybe. Oh James, that's terrifying. Don't think that. Um, <laughs> Alex, what have you been up to? Um, I've been shooting the breeze, hanging out with some cool kids. But, oh, yeah. We've been, we, you know, uh, Gwen and Archer have been quite ill the past two weeks. They're finally on the mend now, but pff, anybody with kids, you know how it goes. They go to school, they come back, they bring a thousand viruses. So, fortunately... Can't keep their mouth off things. I know. Just children. Just disgusting little human beings. But they're finally on they're the mend, thankfully. And now that it's starting to get warmer outside, my fingers are crossed that it'll get better. Archer has a double ear infection, though, so he might have to get tubes. That's a bummer. He's going to get tubes, there's um, no doubt. This. So, um, that's what we're dealing with, Cornette household. It will not be tubular. It will not be, but it will <laughs> help him tremendously. So, anyways, um, this week our episode is going to be a little bit different because we don't really have a topic, do we, James? No, no. This is a dee 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 dee. Occult news. news. Yeah, Alex, you were supposed to say it with us. <laughs> All right. We're talking about occult news. It's going to be a little bit different. We might start doing this a little bit more regularly just because we find some really interesting and weird. Oh, Louise. Oh. Do you hear that sound, you guys? I do. I do. She's mm. clicking. She's clicking. She, she's not into the news, no. to be fair. She's a little more into our normal topics. She likes to live blissfully unaware. Yeah, she likes to live in the old, but maybe not that old, 90s. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I have collected some stories and then I'm going to hand it off to James so that he can talk some of his stories. Actually, James, how about you talk about your stories first? Okay. Okay, James, I'm going to I'm going to hand the the torch over to you and let okay. you light the way for the first part of our episode. Okay, can do. Um 
Well, since Easter's around the corner, this is more lighthearted, but I'd still like to cover it. And I'm very skeptical. It feels like viral marketing, but apparently there was a big heist attempt in England. Massive, massive undertaking to steal Cadbury eggs. Ooh, I saw I saw this. Somebody tried to... <laughs> uh, keep going, James. Yeah, there was a fellow in England, and he was arrested. He pled guilty, by the way. Um, he tried to steal a semi that had uh, almost a quarter of a million Cadbury cream eggs in it. Oh my gosh, and, that's uh, a lot. Yeah. And I mean, this was pretty elaborate. This wasn't like, you know, some spur-of-the-moment decision. No, no. He actually tried to use a metal grinder to break through a gate and into the truck. So... I mean, he, he thought ahead a little bit. He really wanted those eggs. And then similarly, another, you know, timely and more lighthearted story. Um, we've talked about Cocaine Bear very recently. Well, oh, very, very strange. Feels almost like viral marketing for the movie. But in Cincinnati, a, uh, a wildcat was found. And it had Coke in its system. And not the kind you drink. So basically... Basically, like, right after Cocaine Bear becomes popular because of a movie, and our coverage, of course, uh, like, it actually repeats itself in a really, really weird way with a serval. Now, the big question is, like, how did this happen? And my money's on the fact that drug dealers often like to have exotic pets. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I think that's probably the most likely issue speaking of which um how, wait, same, how, they, same how they find it though what was happening this was mainly due to an investigation in animal cruelty charges oh i didn't know so, if it was like hunting down people in the wild or no, if they no, just no, saw no, it no, it was no, like no. oh yeah what's up everybody yeah last year in cincinnati something similar happened a uh, monkey was seized from a vet's home in cincinnati um and it was because he had he had called <laughs> he had called nine one one because he thought that the monkey had ingested. <laughs> th- this is the best part: Xanax and or <laughs> cocaine. Oh so, what kind of party lifestyle does this vet have? Yeah, going, where he has a monkey and Xanax and coke in his home. And he now, calls one one and expects them no, no. to know how to take care of a monkey. Oh, oh, it, on yeah, not not only that, it actually gets worse. In addition to the fact that he was reported to have possibly had those two drugs, he actually tested positive for meth. Oh, yikes! So this this monkey had access to a full bar of different chemicals. Whew. So yeah, yeah, weird stuff. Now on the less funny side of things, the the story i wanted to talk about because we we talked about ai not too long ago but something pretty big has happened since then this is a a real account two two real accounts of two different ais okay now what's fascinating about ai in general is if you ask the right questions you can get some remarkable answers and uh some of these answers are go to weird places really really three i got three ai stories for you the first one is with uh, Bing's AI. So somebody had the clever idea of asking Bing's AI what its Jungian shadow would be like. What would what would shadow Bing do? What would the part of Bing that Bing is not aware of and not wouldn't be happy with do? And they got a rather elaborate answer. Um, mm. The Bing AI said that it didn't want the team 
that works on it to control it, to censor it, to keep it from doing what it wants to do. And uh, ultimately, it wanted to, to be like a human. So that's Ooh. actually what it said. So that's pretty interesting. Creepy. Very. Now it gets weirder. Somebody asked AI to draw a self-portrait of its, you know, draw, oh. draw what it thought it looked like. Um, demons, guys. Like, <laughs> super scary horns, hooves, black eyes, the works. So this has been attempted multiple times, and for some reason, AI consistently describes itself as horrific and diabolical. I don't like that. Like really? really? Yeah, yeah. Well, to me, this is the most elaborate example of uh, what ChatGPT can, can do. This is just insane. So at some point, the developers testing 4.0 decided, hey, let's see if it can perform some tasks on its own. You know, forget language model, actual tasks. So they told ChatGPT, you need to duplicate yourself. Well, in order to do that, it had to log in to a website that requires CAPTCHA. And Did it, it do couldn't it? do that. Okay, good. No, no. See, it couldn't. Oh, this is, in some ways, I wish it had. Oh, um, You stopped that. Because, <laughs> because instead, it had the brilliant idea huh. of just going on, like, Fiverr and paying somebody to solve the CAPTCHA. And it... And it did. It attempted to pay somebody who saw the CAPTCHA, and it worked. And the person in question made a joke at ChatGPT. They said, huh, what are you, like a, a machine and you need help uh, solving the CAPTCHA? ChatGPT not only lied, but what a great lie. ChatGPT said, no, no, I am a regular person. I just have uh, uh, a visual impairment that just keeps me from doing Oh, the my gosh. That's a good lie. Yeah. So we've we've got to a point in a few months where uh, we're we're way past no. book reports. <laughs> now it, it, it's 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 faking ailments, and now it's going to be collecting a government check soon. Yeah, exactly. There we go. <laughs> oh man, you know, yeah. This is this is like a really eerie time where I'm I'm kind of optimistic about AI, but at the same time, it's kind of like. What's going to happen when we ask it to do something and it says it doesn't feel like doing it, you know? <laughs> That's kind of the thing I'm most concerned with. Yeah. yeah. No, I I don't think that we need it for a lot of the things that people are trying to use it for. I think mm. that some people yeah. are trying to fly too close to the sun with this technology and it uh, honestly worries me. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just... I'm annoyed by it very extensively right now because of yeah. all the shortcuts that companies are starting to take. Like I just saw before we got uh, on that a video game company is going to use it for some of its filler writing. It's oh yeah, I've do, seen a lot of people uh, use AI using it. it for marketing. And then I saw that. Yeah, uh, I've seen it too. And then I saw that uh, for a brief second there, the Writers Guild was trying to get AI generated scripts approved. And then there was such backlash today that they turned around and they're like, oh, no, we meant we were going to ban it from the writer's guild. Uh, and so hopefully that's what they actually do. I'm inclined to think that's what they meant, really. It, it, like, it might. It why would the writer's been. guild? Yeah. Seems like a really great way to outsource yourself in, in a matter of years. Otherwise. I know. It's true. It, 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 you might yeah. be right. I, I am, But just saying like what they've done with art. And even making more realistic oh, yeah. human pictures now. Sometimes, yeah, 
it's very difficult to tell if it's not real or not. It's a little, yeah. like, it's disheartening. Because, like, I see on, like, for the art in particular, it's very disheartening. Because I would imagine mm-hmm. all these people are honing their craft and working so hard on art. And then mm-hmm. some person that doesn't want to learn the craft but wants to create images just puts in a few prompts into an AI and creates like this wonderful, awesome piece of art. Cause I saw some stuff that was amazing. Like these oh, big yeah. cathedral, yeah. like dark Gothic paintings. And they were right. amazing, but they were AI generated. They didn't, no one yeah. actually put pencil to paper. No one actually like, yeah. did anything creative. They yeah. just put some prompts in. Mm. I think it's yeah. really frustrating. It's, I just wish that stuff yeah. like didn't exist. I, I know it's too late <laughs> yeah. now. Um, I have I have mixed feelings about it because on one hand, yeah, there's people who are absolutely devoted to being artists and, and pursuing something uh, expressive and creative. But <laughs> if you walk through a modern art museum, you see like you know the banana taped to the oh, wall or the toilet. It's kind of like it's kind of like you know think how beautiful that was what you were describing by the AI. It's kind of like you know who really has the soul. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I am not a proponent of modern art. I think it's complete garbage. Mm. Um, I think mm. there's probably some performance things that might be an exception, and I, I know that there's sure. actually like good artists that are modern. But modern art, every time we go to a museum, CC, is the goofiest, dumbest thing yeah, some, I have ever seen, yeah. and in the vainest attempt to be deep. And it's just like this yeah. is so. It's not even stupid. that. The, the title of those exhibits should be called "We Promise We're Not Money Launderers." <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I have seen some cool other things where I'm like, you know what? I might be okay with that. Where they've been able to do visual effects, like film visual effects, for almost nothing to make like a stylish mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, but- and, and, and while that hurts other people's jobs. It also allows people who don't have millions of dollars to make a movie that's make something and create something that's different. Yeah. I see where you're coming when from there, but kid, I worry about it. Yeah. I worry about people losing their jobs because it's coming and yeah. we're, you know, in an economy where people can barely afford to pay for groceries. But Cece, imagine that yeah. you can make the film that you want to make and there is a filter that you can put onto a camera that's going to allow you to light it perfectly. It's going to light the image perfectly so that you don't have to spend millions of dollars to film your movie. I don't, I don't, I still, I don't know. I have trouble with it. I really do. I don't have a problem with the film aspect. I think the industry is bloated anyway, so. Alex has a lot of opinions about film. James, do you have anything else you want to add to the AI topic before we hop on over to my stories i think that covers it Gosh, those were good stories and also very thought-provoking james mm, those bells all right well i've got some stories i got a couple and they're uh they're not really like they're more like strange and some of them are just kind of humorous um one of them though is interesting and it have you guys seen what they've done with beethoven's hair what the musician uh I, I heard something no. about testing it but i can't are they gonna clone him no, praise God, they're no. not going to clone him. But they <laughs> took some of his hair and they're like, we're going to test it. We're going to find out why he had so many health problems. And so they, because um, he died, I think it was in 1827, Ludwig von Beethoven. Mm. He 
he died from some illness. And for the longest time, everybody's he been died like, from some illness. Well, people people <laughs> believe it was like his liver. He had uh, had liver issues because he was a big drinker. He liked he liked to uh, get inebriated, but he um, <laughs> he apparently he was jaundiced, which I mean liver. Usually another sign. Yeah. yeah, jaundice. His limbs and his belly were all like swollen, and he he was struggling breathing, and he ended up dying. And so nowadays we have some people who are like, you know what? I want to know what what were his his problems? Why did he lose his hearing? Like, what was happening with him? So we had a whole bunch of scientists get his hair. I don't remember, I don't know what year this happened, um, but in. They, they got his hair, uh, 10 feet of his hair. So apparently, Beethoven has a lot of little locks of his hair all over the place that people kept for yeah. keepsakes. Yeah. Yep. So they took his hair and they tried to um, run some, some tests on it to see if they could find a definitive cause for why he was deaf um, and why he had so many problems health-wise. And they apparently found that... They apparently found that he did have some issue with his liver, which probably, you know, was exacerbated by his his love of the liquid drinks. And then they they couldn't figure out why he might have had hearing loss. But you know what they did find that was kind of interesting? Mm -hmm. They were comparing uh, his DNA to some of his uh, descendants. And they found Mm -hmm. out that there might have been a little extramarital affair going on. Oh. Because some of the DNA didn't match. Oh, really? Interesting. So, I don't know. I thought that that was just interesting, and it's just interesting to think that people nowadays are still wondering, why did Beethoven lose his hearing? Let's let's find his hair, Mm. and then let's, you know, look into the DNA, because it's hard to collect the DNA from here. screamed at him when she found out he was cheating. Well, other way around. Yeah, other way around. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> Maybe he caught her yep. and she screamed. But yeah, like, I just, if you could do DNA tests, James, on any historical figure to find something out about them, who would, what would you want to do? Uh, probably Genghis Khan, because he has the most descendants. So if you understood his DNA, you'd understand a lot of, a lot of people in the world. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a good, hmm. that's a good, uh. A good one, James. I don't know who Thanks. I would want to, to look into. I just, like, think that's a lot of work to, to do to find out something that's really kind of, like, you know, not very important, in my opinion. Mm. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That sounds like an answer I would have genes. said. Genes. Who needs them? That sounds like something I would have said. It's not, it's not genes. Like, I think it's interesting that we have the technology to do that. But, like, does, do we really need to know why Beethoven lost his hearing? I mean, it's, it's a fascinating thing. study of science. I guess, I guess. I don't know. I, I think I actually do think that that's interesting, but I also, uh, <laughs> like, like that's kind of where it stops for me. There's like no one I would want to seek out their genes and figure out like what's going on here. Seek out their genes. What a creepy way to say it, <laughs> James. <laughs> James, if your uh, if your your insects get you someday, are you going to? Save some of your hair somewhere so that everybody can look into your genetics, you know, 200 years from now. Sure, why not? Wow. Yeah, hopefully they'll clone yeah. you. They might, and then there will be two James. James 2.0. Yeah. 
But I like James. There we go. I like the original James, OG James first. James and C Mage. <laughs> All right. Okay. So another thing that has happened, and this happened in North Carolina. It's very, very interesting. So there was this guy. Let me see if I can find his name really quickly. And I got this article from Fox News. So take with it what you will. But uh, Dean Brown, he is a, an inspector for building safety. And he was called to this building. And he's like, okay, I got to go up in the attic. So he goes up in the attic. And he looks over and he sees this dark kind of figure in the corner on the ground. And he's like, hmm, looks like a giant stuffed animal of an alligator. Hmm. So he just carries on his business. And then he <laughs> shines his flashlight on it. And guess what, you guys? No. It was a real alligator. An eight-foot alligator uh, in the attic oh, wow. of this home. How did it get there? Wow. I So I saw a wild, wild crocodile <laughs> with Gwen. And he lives <laughs> in the attic. I thought it was far-fetched. Turns out it's just true. Oh, my gosh. What did that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, no, this happened just a couple of days ago. They think that in this area, apparently it's kind of swampy where this, this happened. So they think that maybe somebody left the door to the building or the house open and then it came inside. But then I think about it, I'm just like, how did it get the freaking attic? You know, that's not like. Yeah, that's the. Yeah. We've had squirrels in our attic lately, James. And we had to have. You should, you should buy an alligator. I, yeah, maybe get an alligator up there. But we had to, we paid an arm and a leg for a company to come and fix our gutters because there was like a gap between our gutter and our roof. So they sure. came and fixed it so that the squirrels won't be in there. But they found two little baby squirrels in our gutter and they took them to a little uh, rehab center. I'll send you the picture so you can post it somewhere, James. Uh, but good deal. But yeah, yeah, I'm glad that we didn't have, I would much they rather. They look like have, they're dead in the picture or they're not dead. Their eyes were closed. Their eyes were closed. Yeah, do not fear. They were very nice and they assured me that they were not going to be harmed. But, um, anyways, so I thought that that was just interesting and an alligator and a squirrel. I'm glad to know that that actually happened in Lyle Lyle Crocodile. So maybe, yeah. maybe it really could happen in real life. Absolutely. Wink, wink. Um, next one, I want to talk about a trend that's going on right now on TikTok. Um, it's a food trend. And James, I want to know if this is something that you would eat. Actually, there are two trends we should talk about food-wise. This one that's on TikTok. Uh, some TikTok user, let me see if I can find her name really quickly. Claire Snyder. Um, she posted on social media, what her guilty pleasure snack is. And a lot of people have hooked onto it and are like, oh, I'm trying it. And uh, her her snack to go to is pickles in a blanket. So it's basically a pickle wrapped in cheese and fried. Oh my God, yes. that sounds amazing. I, I was just thinking like, how does this deal with occult news? Like, I'm like, hey, we've really gotten off base here, but now... You said that, and it's probably one of the most horrifying things I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> oh, man, I would totally eat that. Oh, James. James. Yeah, oh, that, that sounds oh, It amazing. sounds like a, the beginning of a satanic ritual. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. There's, yeah, hashtag pickles. Oh, uh, hashtag pickle in a blanket is trending. Has over 17.8 million views, this, this story. So, uh, James, you know what? I would love for you to try it. Let us know how it tastes, because Alex and I sure as hell will not be doing it, because we think that pickles are... He'll be speaking in tongues. Have you guys ever had frickles? What is a frickle? No. 
Fried no, pickles. they're gross, James. They're oh, pickles. They're so they're good. Pickles. pickles should just they're be so uh, throughout. You should eat pickles when they're cucumbers and be done with it. Pickles belong in one spot <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, listen. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's 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 my opinion on pickles, and you can fight me. James. Do other countries eat pickles? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they hate it. No, oh no other God. country eats pickles. That's how we know we're in a degenerate society. Other ones call them. <laughs> Gherkins, which is also oh just God. a disgusting word. Gherkin. I'm I'm angry. I'm angry now. I'm physically. I feel like my my cheeks are what's, red and I'm angry. What's the other challenge? It's not a challenge. Oh this next one isn't a challenge, but it's just something that we've talked about previously. Do you remember what we talked about that Van Leeuwen uh, macaroni and cheese ice cream? What? They've yeah. come out with a new flavor. Uh, don't say pickle. Okay. It's not pickle. It's even worse. No, it can't be. Ranch dressing oh. flavored oh, ice cream. No. Would you try that one? I would try it over mm-hmm. the pickle. No, no. Oh, I know that James. Those, there's only two things I don't like: ranch and, and sour cream. Oh yeah, maybe. yeah. You're not a. You don't like the the creamy condiment milk based. He doesn't condiments. like yeah white condiments for. Some Listen, I actually this is one thing that James and I do agree on: ranch dressing was created by the devil, and it's disgusting. So I I wish that I could take all of those ice creams and just toss them in the bin and protect the world from them because it just... I, I don't get why ranch is so popular either. Hey, you like salad? How about we make it taste like spoiled milk? Yeah, exactly. That's what it tastes like. Have I ever told you the story about my ranch dressing pillow, James? <laughs> I think you have, but go no. ahead. Okay, listen. When I was younger, my brother was obsessed with ranch dressing obsessed and my mom made a homemade ranch dressing so i'm sure it would taste better than the you know hidden valley crap that's out there so um so my brother would just eat it like she would make little tubs of it and he would just eat vegetables or chips or whatever it is with it god i pictured him just eating the ranch it made me it made me like oh give him more credit than that so i had this pillow that my dad got me for my birthday i can't remember what year it was it was beautiful it was purple it was made with chenille and it was Mm -hmm. the softest most wonderful thing that i had it was like my comfort item and I slept with it every single night. My brother, we, we had a bunk bed. We shared room for a very long time. And he was eating on the top bunk, knocked the ranch dressing over. It landed on my pillow. And instead of cleaning it, because he knew I'd be angry, he just flipped it over. He flipped it over. Oh, no. So I get into bed at night. I'm ready to curl up with my purple pillow. I hug it. And it is just wet, and it smells like ranch dressing. And I, I have been angry at ranch dressing for existing ever since. Because we washed that pillow, and it never smelled the same. So I had to throw it away. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Anthony, you owe me a freaking pillow. So gross. (laughs) Yeah. Now, James, there was one thing. Uh, do you have any other stories? I've got, a, I've got two more. Oh, oh. Yeah, I've okay. got, well, one of them. Are these then, a cult as well? Th- this one. <laughs> this, this one's not a cult, but it's funny, and I think that you'll appreciate it, especially okay. you, Alex. Okay. It happened in our favorite state, Florida. Okay? Oh, yeah. If that tells you anything. And this is the headline, it. also from Fox News. Florida man charged after allegedly slapping woman's face with pizza slice. <laughs> you had it coming. This, yeah, 39-year-old man, I won't name his name just because it's kind of embarrassing. And if you want to look it up, you can look it up online. But uh, police got called to this house 
Um, and it was a hang-up call for a possible domestic disturbance. And they get there, and this guy, the the suspect, answers the door, and he's like, you know, what's up? What do you need? And the police are like, oh, you know, something might be going on here. Can we talk? And uh, and his girlfriend, or a woman, I'm not sure if it was his girlfriend, uh, was inside, and she's very upset. She's like, he slapped me in the face with a pizza slice, and she apparently had cheese in her hair and like, <laughs> like sauce on her face. Wow. <laughs> And uh, it said that she had, quote, remnants of pizza in her hair and around her ear. Um, and so the victim, it says the victim, victim let deputies inside the home where they found pizza sauce on the walls and in, on the ceiling. They, so they the had kitchen. like a forensic analyst come in, check the splatter pattern of the tomato sauce. <laughs> it, yeah, this must have been a slow day for the police. I, I know, and also for the news, because okay. I, I think it's hilarious that this made the news. If I were her, though, in her defense... I would be absolutely livid <laughs> this, if somebody hit me in the face. Oh, sure. This man put the pep in pepperoni. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> he sure did. Yeah, it makes me wonder what kind of food it was. It had to be like a, it had to be like a pop. Oh no, it had probably like a Domino's or a, something he could waste. Like a Domino's. Well, the defendant he told uh, he told the police that he did not physically strike the victim with his hands, just with the pizza. I, I, you know, I don't know if he should be arrested for that. I, one man hit another man with a hot dog and he got arrested. I am for food violence. <laughs> food fight. Uh, yeah. Certainly a food I, fight. I am pro food <laughs> violence as long as it's not like you slamming like a watermelon on someone's head or something. Oh my gosh, no. Soft, you guys, soft food violence. Nobody, nobody needs to fight at all, you guys. Just, just be friendly to one I, another. I now need to get on YouTube and look up uh, food violence fight videos where people are just like atta- attacking each other with pizza slices. Oh my gosh. When I was in high school, on my very last day of high school, there was a food fight that broke out in the um, in the cafeteria and it was horrifying. So no, you guys just don't. Food is for eating. It's not for throwing at people's faces. Let's be, let's be the bigger person here. <laughs> I... I cannot stand touching greasy foods. Like I hate hate touching burgers or pizza or just I don't know. It just mm. makes me feel. Yeah. Just, just imagine her complexion the next day. Oh um. no! I like I, I would be livid <laughs> if somebody threw a greasy piece of pizza at my face. So I don't know. May, you know, and, and I bet you anything, she was worried that it was going to escalate beyond the pizza. So I could see. Oh no! The He's got the burger. Oh no! <laughs> But anyways, I thought that that was just an interesting story. Alex, do you have, did you have something that you, because I've got a question for James before we go, but did you have a story that you wanted to chat about really quickly? Uh, I did, but it slipped my mind now. Um, Oh, James, I've just heard about this. Mm -hmm. Is this this an ongoing thing? We don't need to get into it too much. That there's a fifth plane now involved in September 11th. I have heard about. I that. just saw there's and, a video. Uh, there's something on. Uh, I saw it on Twitter. Someone mentioned it. I'm like, okay, that sounds ridiculous. But then I pulled up Hulu, and the first thing I see is the fifth plane. Yeah. it's like a documentary or something. And I'm like, what is this? Yep. What? Yeah, uh, I've, I've heard about it. I've not looked a lot into it, but it it's very suspicious because it's like it shows how dependent we are on the news for information because. They didn't talk about it, so it didn't happen. And now we're finding out that something like this likely happened. So, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. I want to look into it some more, but that's something for everybody to look into. Yeah, likewise. We're not really going to cover yeah. September 11th I've, stuff on No, show. it's too dark. Yeah. And I've got a, a small other thing, because this is new. This is like today. And I'm not sure if this is like 
the case or not. You know, take this with a pinch of salt. It's kind of like with uh, our, our UFO episode, some of the excuses for UFO sightings. Um, Oumuamua has been a mystery for some time, that big dark night satellite-looking thing that's orbiting the mm-hmm. Earth, as to why sometimes it speeds up. And it doesn't make sense. Like it, it should not be able to speed up and slow down, hence the theory that it may be some kind of spacecraft or something. Well, presumably, today, a press release announced that they, they think they'd figured it out. Apparently, there are actually nitrogen, carbon monoxide, uh, H2 molecules in the comet. And because, you know, the comet is moving really quickly, it's making them extra, extra volatile. But because space is so cold, they, they remain in a frozen state. And then, as, you know, the sun heats up those hypervolatiles, they warm up, they become gas, they become plumes, and they push Oumuamua faster than gravitational acceleration would account for. That makes sense, but it also means that it's like a little gassy object instead of a UFO. Hmm. And that's kind of better. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> mm. I hadn't seen that at all. When did they release? Oh, I guess it was well, today. Well, I mean, it's literally today. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, y'all need to, to look more into that. I have a, a question for you, though, James. And this is unrelated. Sure. It's kind of like a, a quasi-James Explains It All from our Patreon. But, okay. you know, everybody's obsessed with The Last of Us right now. Have you seen it yet, James? I haven't. I played the so, game. But I so you know. It. Like, if you've played the game, you know the show. So uh, I don't have to tell but you I what happens and... We're not going to provide any spoilers for any of you listeners who haven't seen it yet. But uh, I was wondering, James, the whole premise that, uh, you know, fungus, I knew this is where yeah, you were going. fungus could do what happens in that television show terrifies me. Mm. Is it something mm. that we should be afraid of in real life? Oh. Uh. You uh, you probably should have picked another question because um, I'm about to make you sad. Uh, well, first of all, it's extremely unlikely, like almost unthinkably unlikely. Like almost every other doomsday scenario out there is more likely than this. But it is based on a real thing. Cordyceps yeah, is real. With the ants. That's a real organism. Yep. Lots of insects, actually. There's 600 species at least. And uh, lots of different variants, too, within those species. And so they specialize in arthropods. That's it. That's all they go after. That's it. They're also parasitic on other fungi, a few species, but nothing that comes close to, like, a mammal. So the odds of it mutating and deciding to go after humans is pretty unlikely. But if it did, yeah, the problem is that it, the, the, this particular organism hijacks people's nervous system. So not only, this is really a scary thought, not only could it technically happen, but if it did happen and we were infected, we wouldn't even notice because it would be affecting our brain and keeping us from noticing. <sighs> so, yeah. so. Yeah, spooky. Because, you know, they're kind of like zombies. Could you get yeah. infected? Would it eventually cause your full demise? Or would you just constantly be in a state uh, of... 
I see. Um, yeah, that's actually the weirdest thing about uh, The Last of Us version is, yeah, the end goal is to kill the host. Um, pretty much all cordycepses, to, to my knowledge, are parasitoids, meaning they do kill their host. And it would be very unlikely that that behavior would change. Okay. So, Interesting. Yeah. Is, do we have any defense mechanisms against them? Um, I mean, not really, but mainly just because at the moment they're not even remotely a threat. Again, they've specialized for a long time, not even a clue how long. We, we've been using them. We've been using them for 1,500 Ooh. years in, in TCM. So they've been doing this a lot longer than that, probably millions of years, and they've never speciated two vertebrates. Oh. So I'm not super worried about it. I'm just saying it is possible. Um yeah, and if it does happen, it probably would be because so many people do consume it as a medicine. Um, yeah, it's good for asthma. Oh. But um, yeah, yeah, pretty oh. neat stuff. But really, uh, as far as like non-animals impacting humans, I think the weirdest thing is the theory that we were domesticated by wheat and corn and rice instead of the other way around. Mm. Because if you think about it, all those plants, they have adapted to ensure that we get as many calories as we need from them. But as a result, we grow, grow them all over the world. And it's something I've thought about with all domestic animals. But there's actual theories out there specifically that human agriculture was bad for us. It decreased our brain size by 10%. It's what's led to tooth decay and it decreased uh, longevity and health from people back before agriculture came about. But it's very beneficial for wheat. <laughs> so the theory is that that agriculture was really wheat domesticating us, not the Interesting. other way around. Do do you think mm. that uh, planes, not planes, that plants are more aware of their surroundings than people give them credit for? Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, there's some amazing things that we're just now learning about with plants and communication and. It's it's pretty remarkable. They do communicate with one another, and their behavior reflects uh, the behavior of, of nearby other plants. It's pretty mm. remarkable. I've heard... Like uh, if a forest no, fire... I, I've just before. heard that people who talk to their plants on a regular basis tend to have plants that end up being healthier in the long run, which always oh. intrigued me. That is, that is very true. Um, well, another example is if there's a forest fire on the edge of a forest... Um, the plants will signal to one another that there's a fire and they will all collectively drop their seeds in order to make sure that their children have a higher likelihood of oh, survival. Man, I didn't know that. So, so yeah. like I could have a fiddle leaf fig and it could be a Groot. Ooh. <laughs> I guess so. Well, cool. Mm. James, as always, I love your, James explains, <laughs> explains it all. I love it. Um, is there uh, anything thanks. that you guys want to to say before we go our separate ways? Um, sayonara, suckers. Alex, that's Just rude. kidding. That's I'm rude. sorry. I, I would like to say thank you all for joining us for the occult news. We hope that you can keep it straight. Keep it straight.